Are you ready to go the distance? Go the When you're nearing retirement, it's essential that you have a written plan and know exactly how the plan will work. Life's about choosing where you want to go and mapping out a financial plan to get you there. The one thing you need is a plan. So what's the plan? Plan? Right no plan! An experienced financial advisor can help you avoid potential hazards and find alternative routes. We pride ourselves in being different from other financial planning firms. During your initial consultation, we will get to know you and give you the chance to get to know us. Our friendly staff will make you feel comfortable the moment you walk in the door. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651, or log on to EFS4U.com, EFS, the number 4U.com. This is Mark from Mark on Money, and today's show, we're going to talk about estate administration, the ins and outs. And now, live from the heart of Sioux City, Mark on Money, with your host, Mark Gills. The key is having a plan in place, knowing what you're going to do, a place where your retirement questions are answered. You could be putting tens of thousands in jeopardy. You'll get the latest news on 401ks and retirement planning. It can make a profound difference with what you can and can't afford in retirement. If you've got questions on how to properly structure your assets and build retirement income, you're in the right place. Welcome in to Mark on Money. Hey everybody, this is Mark on Money with Mark Eels. I'm consumer advocate Steve Siddall. Mark is a certified financial planner. He is an independent fiduciary advisor, helping folks for more than 30 years. Find him today at EFS Wealth Management. That's EFS, the number for the letter U.com. I encourage you to check out that website. So, Mark, uh, all right, I like this, estate administration. How are you, by the way? I'm very good. I'm getting ready for the holidays. Oh, everybody is, right? It's kind of a fun time of the year. I know that, you know, winter is setting in, and I know people have mixed feelings about that. But, I mean, you know, hey, it is what it is. Yeah, I like the changing of the seasons. Yeah, you me know, too. If I, if I lived in on a, you know, tropical island, I'd probably miss, you know, the changes. Sure. Miss some snow every now and then, but then maybe not so much. But then you're on a tropical island, so. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Um, but they, they still get see you know they, they have two seasons you have the rainy season and then the uh, um, non-rainy season <laughs> yeah the hot and humid season right <laughs> so all right well we're going to talk about estate planning or estate administration now we haven't really dug into estate planning well, very much there, there's two things you know you have estate planning yes and then you have estate administration oh and okay. so estate planning is what you do before a person dies Estate administration is what you do after. Okay. All right. Take me down the and, path. And some of it has to do with, you know, having things done ahead of time, which makes the estate administration part quite a bit easier. Um, but there's always things that come up, you know, in terms of decisions that need to be made um, in terms of what do you do with this asset? How do you divide up, you know, this property? Uh, it, you know, if there's one child, it's it's uh, it's not easy, but it usually is simpler. 
<laughs> easier. Easier, right? But again, and, if you've got so, siblings, you're talking about siblings. This can be uh, that that can be a minefield right there. Right, and and what I always, you know, so we work with primarily older people. Mm-hmm. You know, our our average client is in their late sixties, early seventies, and so we have you know probably about one person a month who passes away. And so, you know, you take that, multiply it by, you know, the number of years that I've been doing this and I've, you know, worked through, you know, hundreds of estates over my career. And I've seen the good, the bad and the ugly, you know, during that period of time. I'm sure. But but primarily it comes down to uh, one thing, and that is, um, you know, what the freight, what the adage is always... Um, you know, that you see the TV commercials, you know, where you have the stunt man doing some thing or there's, you know, it says, don't, don't attempt this at home. Right. You know, and the, the meaning is get some professional, uh, advice, get some professional help. And, you know, I'll, I'll add this as a caveat, you know, we're not attorneys, so we cannot give you, you know, specific uh, advice, but we can talk about things in generalities and tell you what the best practices are and say, you know, if you want to talk to an attorney, you know, uh, our advice would be that may be a good idea to do that, but do it in the context of walking into the uh, attorney's office, understanding what the questions are that you're going to want to ask and what help you need versus going there without any information. And our goal is to provide you with the information and the direction to make sure that you are not overpaying for legal advice and you're getting the legal advice that you need for the questions or for the estate that you are um, inheriting. Mm Because what we're talking about is, you know, we're dealing with, you know, the children usually... Um, you know, or the spouse, you know, if it's the spouse, you know, who's inheriting money from the uh, deceased, um, you know, that's not that complicated. Most assets, you know, usually are, you know, titled as, you know, joint with rights of survivorship, you know, property just simply passes over to the surviving spouse, IRA accounts pass over and become, you know, the spouse's IRA account. And usually that's not that terribly complicated. Um, you know, that's the simple part. The more complicated part is when mom and dad, you know, are both gone and now the money is going to the siblings. And so the question then becomes, well, Mark, what do you, what do you mean in terms of estate administration? So I can walk you through, um, you know, some examples okay. of that and maybe that will help point you in the in the right direction but a lot of people you know this is probably the first time you know that they've gone through and you know are experiencing this and i think that the average person has no idea of what the intricacies could be or what the choices are in terms of um estate distribution you know so what we're really talking about is you know, yes, there's a state administration in terms of, you know, preparing documents, you know, properly filing things. 
We leave that up to the attorneys if the attorneys need to be involved. What our job is at our firm is to help you to be um, aware, um, to ask the right questions, and to basically be a sounding board saying, hey, you know, is, is this the right path of what we should do or are there other, you know, options there that may be more beneficial? So I'll walk you through a couple of those examples. And, you know, usually what happens, you know, when mom and dad pass away is we're usually the first or second person who gets a phone call. Um, and that's usually what happens is say, hey, you know, I just want to let you know that, you know, mom passed away. This is, you know, Bill uh, or Susie. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, what do we, you know, what do we need to do, um, you know, or what are we going to need to do? And, and a lot of people, you know, they don't know the answer to that question. And usually the 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 answer that I usually give them is um, don't go talk to an attorney. Come and talk to us first because you want to be prepared when you when you go into the attorney's office with what uh, or if anything needs to um, be done. And usually there is. Sometimes it's minimal. Um, sometimes it's more than that, just depending upon what mom and dad had for assets. Um, you know, sometimes all the property is gone, you know, they're in a long-term care facility and there's just, you know, investment accounts to be distributed. And, you know, if there is proper titling done or assets that are owned by the trust, here's what I, here's what our goal is. And, and, you know, we've distributed estates in as short as um, a couple, two, three weeks in terms of distributing assets. Uh, but our goal is usually 60 days, um, assuming that things were set up properly, proper title, um, and you know we can make the decisions that we need to make with the beneficiaries who are receiving those assets within that period of time. So I'll give you a couple examples of things that you may not be aware of. Okay, good. Um, so if you're filing for, instance, a um, – and every company is different, and here's what people don't understand. And every claim form is different, and it can be complicated. It can be frustrating um, because if you don't fill the claim form out correctly, the claim doesn't get paid. And so – We've filled out hundreds of claim forms over our time that, you know, our firm has been in existence. We have dedicated people on staff that that is all they do is file claim forms, follow up with claim forms, make sure that the companies process the claims according to the way that you want to have them done. So an example would be is sometimes the company won't distribute any assets from a particular investment, let's say that, that you know mom or dad had an annuity, until they receive all of the claim forms from all of the beneficiaries. Other times, the um, investment company, when they receive the first claim form, they will um, send out the claim to that beneficiary. But let's take, for example, that that investment happened to be um, I'll give you an example. It happened to be a variable annuity, and the variable annuity had a death benefit. 
Uh, but the death benefit, once the first claim is paid out, the account value then starts fluctuating. And so one beneficiary might get X amount of dollars and the market crashes and the remaining beneficiaries get 20% less because of market value because the beneficiaries didn't know that when you file the claim forms individually that it affects all the rest of the beneficiaries who are claiming assets. Oh, wow. That isn't – that again, people don't know that. I didn't know that. So, again, it's, it's, it's not knowing what you should know, and there's no way that, in my opinion, that a beneficiary who is not in the financial service industry, an attorney doesn't know this, an accountant doesn't know this, but we do because we've done it hundreds of times, and we know to ask the right questions. And that's the key of, okay, well, what does this particular company need in order to process claims? How are the claims going to be paid out to the beneficiaries? You know, relaying that information on to the subset of children. And then again, how are you going to receive that money? So for instance, um, you know, the, the complications of inherited IRAs are uh, significant. Um, there's there's different rules in terms of what do you need to take for distributions. For instance, if mom and dad were already taking required minimum distributions, it used to be that the companies would just simply um, send out the required minimum distribution to the estate if it hadn't been taken yet before mom and dad passed away. Well, now that's not the case. They leave it up to beneficiaries to make sure that they have taken the required minimum distribution. Either the state uh, executor has to do it, or which you can do it that way, or the beneficiaries have to do it. And you have up until April of the following year in order to take that required minimum distribution. So it's either current calendar year, it's following calendar year. Um, there's one example, and it's one that I think because the companies don't automatically do it anymore, that I think it's something um, that a average person wouldn't consider. Well, if you don't take the required minimum distribution, the IRS has a penalty that is 50% of the required minimum distribution that should have been taken. That's the tax penalty mm -hmm. if you don't take wow. it properly. Okay. So that's that's a little nuance. And then there's the nuance of once you inherit the IRA, what do you do with it? How are you supposed to take distributions? Um, you know, we've talked about the SECURE Act before on this show, and the SECURE Act changed inherited IRAs from being able to stretch that out over your lifetime and using a different set of rules to now having to distribute those assets within 10 years. But even the 10-year rule has to do with what was going on prior to death and what age mom and dad were and what age the inherited person is who's inheriting the IRA. So again, it's not as simple as what you think it is. It is complicated. Well, one and, of the things too, Mark, is that when when people are dealing with this, as you said, it's not something that they do every day. So there's a lot of emotion involved. And again, you're there to sort of help guide us through this process. Yeah, we are the quarterback because here's what happens is person, um, let's say a person has, you know, 
six different accounts and you know three of the accounts with us another accounts with another advisor another accounts with another insurance company and so if a person says well you know you know we'll deal with you on these three accounts we'll deal with this other advisor in this account we'll deal with this insurance company on this account um what and and we're going to deal with the CPA because you're going to have to file the final tax return. You have to file an estate tax return. We're going to deal with the attorney on this. A lot of times what happens is they talk to the attorney, and the attorney says, well, I don't know about this investment. you got to talk to the investment person and ask those questions. They talk to the accountant, and the accountant says, well, I don't know about the legal aspect. You need to talk to the attorney. And so you've got to talk to three different people to be able to get the right answer and the and the investment person say might say well you know you need to talk to your attorney or you need to talk to your accountant about the answer to this question and help them figure out based upon your current situation and so that gets to be super time consuming and it's really what you should do but isn't it easier if you had one source that says hey here's here's your situation here's what i think is the right thing to do and then you can go and you can if you want, you can go to the attorney, you can go to the accountant and say, hey, this is what my financial planner said I should do in this instance based on my situation. And 99% of the time, they're going to say, yeah, that's 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 what I would recommend too, and that makes sense, and you go ahead and do it versus – and so it's, it's – um, you know, it's like using a general contractor – to build your home. He's going to coordinate all those other subcontractors underneath him to make sure everything gets done in the order and the timely matter that it's supposed to get done in. Sure. Can you imagine if everybody just tried to do things on their own without any direction or anything? It'd just be a mess, right? Absolutely. A big mess. Yep. Well, I mean, you know, Mark, you, you make a great case for going to an advisor, going to your advisor first in this situation, because like you said, there's a whole lot of people involved and because you handle that that money, that retirement, I mean, you know where all that money is. Yeah, and normally we're going to save you time, and we're going to save you money. And in and in most cases, um, it's a lot of both. It's a lot of time saving, and it's a lot of money saving, um, because we're going to basically help you. And and now we are obligated, you know, as fiduciaries, to do what's in your best interest to give you the right direction. Uh, and not do what the easiest thing is. And so examples uh, would be, um, you know, anything from um, having a oh, a client who had a life insurance policy that they were going to receive a death benefit from. And it was a very old life insurance policy. And the insurance agent that had written that policy, you know, had already talked to the person, wanted to, you know, have them elect the lump sum. And the reason was because they wanted to pitch a different investment because the only way that the insurance agent was going to be paid or compensated was if that person wrote them another check after they got the life insurance payment. Mm -hmm. So it was completely one side. It was completely biased. But knowing what we know, I said, you know, let's look at what the what the settlement options are because there's more most people don't even know this you know you don't have to take a lump sum from the insurance company in anything you know there are usually different settlement options that you can take 
And a lot of those settlement options are guaranteed and written into the insurance contract. And one thing about older, you know, insurance policies, and mm -hmm. I'm talking policies written before 1980, written in the 50s, um, they use mortality tables and interest rate assumptions that were based upon usually the time when those insurance policies were written. You know, so think back to, um, you know, when interest rates were at zero. We're not at zero anymore, thankfully. Uh, hopefully we never go back there, but nobody knows. If we ever do, you know, I don't have a crystal ball that tells what the direction of things are. I think we're going to more, more of a normal marketplace. But I've seen, you know, insurance policies that have 4 or 5% minimum guarantees that if you take lifetime payouts from them, the rates of return based upon current mortality is off the charts because, you know, the insurance company is using mortality based upon what the rates were in the 1940s and interest rates based upon then and settlement provisions, and it's, and it's in the contracts. And sometimes that's hugely beneficial for the person to say, you know, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take the settlement option because, you know, I can't do this with any other financial product that exists today. Well, nobody knows that. The insurance agent doesn't tell the person. The attorneys definitely don't have any idea or the CPAs don't have any idea because that's not part of their expertise. They're the legal or the tax people. Right. Um, so that that's... You know, that's one example of just knowing what those things are to look at. In addition, just simply filling out the claim forms. Most people have never seen what a claim form looks like. I couldn't tell you. But the claim forms usually, if it's an annuity, you know, usually have four, five, six, seven, eight different settlement options that the beneficiaries can take. Really? And, well, they're just similar um way that you can do that after a person passes on posthumously is transfer that annuity basis and gains to another annuity company. So you don't have to leave it there. You don't have to necessarily take the settlement options that that one insurance company is offering to you. Very so it's knowing those, it's knowing those things. Right. Uh, in terms of, of what are those choices and, you know, without knowing those things, um, most people just assume, well, I'm just going to, I'm just going to, you know, take a lump sum and, you know, just take the money. Well, what happens if the um, tax consequences of doing so are significant? You know, so if it's a non-qualified deferred annuity, it could have hundreds of thousands of dollars of deferred gains in it that if you take a lump sum, you pay all of the taxes in the current year. Well, maybe it might be better to spread that distribution out over several years and stay in a lower income tax bracket. That alone could save an individual thousands of dollars. So you have to look at each individual circumstances. And if there's multiple children each child is different. I mean, some children may already be retired, depending upon, you know, when mom or dad passed away. Mm -hmm. Some may still be working. Their financial situations may all be different. And, you know, all of those things, you know, matter. Well, of course they do. And, and again, these are the kinds of things that working with, with you, I mean, you begin to, 
you, you peel back the layers, Mark, and, and you realize how complex not just this estate administration, but planning for retirement in general, it's a it's a big process and really should be taken, you know, sitting down with independent fiduciary advisor. That makes sense. Yeah. And, and you know, we're just simply talking about, you know, estate distribution. Yeah. We're not even talking about the planning part that leads up to it that can ease, you know, the estate distribution part, you know, so it's a thoughtful process that, you know, a person should consider and think about uh, in terms of preparation uh, and also to help what we just got done talking about, you know, to, to help simplify that distribution for the heirs. Mm -hmm. I like what you said, a thoughtful process. I mean, that, that really puts it to, puts a right light on it to me. Yeah, setting up an estate is is a time-consuming uh, endeavor. You know, it takes you know months, usually, to uh, think about and to um, figure out what that distribution is a person really wants to uh, you know establish. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I mean, we just touched the tip of the iceberg. You know, there's lots of stories and examples and and all kinds of stuff that uh, you know I can talk about. You know, in terms of planning, you know, in terms of distribution, I can say that um, I wouldn't say that that you know estate planning is um, super complicated, but it can be. Uh, there's a lot of areas to consider and think about, and same thing goes with distribution. Is that it's not necessarily complicated, but it can be. And, you know, I think that the message I want to relay to individuals is it's not as simple as uh, what you think. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, the, the example I use is we had, you know, a family that, you know, we offered to help with the estate administration portion of, you know, mom being passed away, visiting with the children, making sure claim forms were, you know, completed uh, and so forth and so on. And um, they said, no, you know, we can, you know, we can handle it ourselves. You know, we can, we can get together, you know, and, you know, we can do this. And we said, okay, you know, we'll, we'll help where we can, but, but, you know, we can't do everything. We can't process things if it, you know, for an individual that we're not, you know, that they don't engage us in for that help. And so, if and here's what I know. Um, I've been in contact with them, <clears throat> and this is something that's just recently. I've been in contact with them, and so they're asking me questions, and and I was just like, well, if if again, um, I can't give you those answers because I I can't give you the right answer. You know, I can't tell you what you should do if I don't know what the situation is. I can't give advice to someone because. We're liable. I mean, I can't just say to you, Steve, well, you should go do X, Y, and Z, and then you go do X, Y, and Z, and you come back and say, well, Mark, you should never have told me to do that because it cost me a bunch of money, and you gave me bad advice. Well, we're not going to do that. We don't want to give bad advice, and so we need to know the parameters of the advice that we're giving for an individual. Mm -hmm. um, but they're on day 90 of their estate, and it hasn't been distributed yet. And I know the estate, we would have been done two months ago. Oh, wow. Yep. Wow. 
Well, again, it just it just makes sense to go with the right the right firm, the right you know organization like what you do, and and because yeah, this is complicated. And boy, when you're dealing with a loss like that, that's a, that's a tough time just all around. And and when you add this kind of complication to it, yeah, it can be a little overwhelming. Yeah, absolutely. So again, you know, we're there to help you. Um, hopefully, this um, you know gives you some pause for thinking that it's not as simple and and you want to make sure you know what you don't know and there's a lot to know on estate distribution and estate administration that you're not aware of because um you know you just haven't experienced it right and there's no set then there's no one set rule so you can't go out and google it um, because there's no one set rule because every situation is different yeah all right. Well, again, uh, so that's really uh, what, a, what a great way to sort of uh, wrap things up in, in, in a, covering an area that we've never talked about before. Yeah. So, um, again, you can email me. You can go to our website. We've got information on there. But, again, not a lot on estate administration and, and you know, those strategies because they are so unique in a lot of cases. Um, but, again, EFS the number four, the letter U.com. Email me at Mark, and that's Mark with a C at EFSforYou.com, or call us uh, at our office. And that number, by the way, 712-224-4651, 712-224-4651. Mark, I always have a pl- it's always a pleasure to just have these conversations. I mean, we you, you kind of just take us down these paths, and, and I really enjoy it. All right. Well, everybody have a great rest of whatever you're doing. Um, Be safe, have a joyous holiday season, and uh, listen in to our next show. Securities offered through Securities America, Inc., member FINRA SIPC. Advisory services offered through Securities America Advisors, Inc., an SEC-registered investment advisor. EFS Group and the Securities America companies are unaffiliated. Any comments regarding safe and secure investments and guaranteed income streams refer only to fixed insurance products. They do not refer in any way to securities or investment advisory products. Fixed insurance and annuity product guarantees are subject to the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. If you remember these TV shows, you're getting ready to retire. Whenever I see a big pair of feet or a cheesy mustache, I'll think of you. You got spunk. I hate spunk. I'm one guy who ain't prejudiced against anybody who uh, may be less superior than me. It kind of sneaks up on you, doesn't it? Oh, gee. You deserve a secure, independent retirement. A retirement that is prepared to handle pitfalls like inflation, health emergencies, stock market volatility, and taxation. You've worked hard for your money and will work just as hard to protect it and grow it. Retirement planning doesn't have to be difficult. Get the facts-based approach that you deserve, all at no cost, with no obligation. Call Mark Eels at EFS Wealth Management, 712-224-4651. 712-224-4651 or log on to EFS4U.com. EFS, the number 4U.com.